selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Well, how are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. We are, uh, actually, I think we might be seeing some good stuff coming for the first time out of Ukraine. I mean, in a, in a long time. I think I yeah. think the counteroffensive in the South actually uh, going to see some possible, I'm going to call them wins here very soon. I know I don't know if you want to judge wars by wins and losses, but I think we're about to see. I think it's fair to say they've had some Ws. They're about to have. They're about to have some 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 actual Ws. So there was a gentleman that I believe who um, got snatched up on a on a. I don't know what you want to call him. Um, bag and I don't know. What I'd call it a raid, man. It's it's, it's a raid. It's a hundred percent what that looks like because we talked about it last week. So do you guys remember when we, we said that they went across? The river and I was like, man, it looks like they got their teeth kicked in. And they got pushed back over. Well, what it seems to be the, the case, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is they may have went over to snatch and grab and just went back over real quick. So, which we're not privy to all information, but I believe that's what's possibly what has happened. Now, in the southern portion of the country, like after months and months and months of like literally inching their way through minefields and villages. Uh, of, I guess you would say, of grueling combat. The Ukrainian forces have actually made somewhat like bigger advances in two major lines of attack. I do have some maps, which were, were I know, I took my time. I, I, I made them up for you guys. I'll go ahead and pull some up here. Now, the two areas we're going to be talking about are going to be in the southern portion, that southern line, all right? So down here in the southern line, you got just south of Orkiv, and then actually right through here is going to be another big one. This one is kind of unconfirmed. I'm going to say three lines. Okay, I'm going to say three lines. The other one could possibly be over here inside the Hearsan region, just north of where are we looking at. Oh, yeah, this area right here. So there's a possible bridgehead that is going to be in this area that I'm not 100% sure about, but I, I know it's roughly about right there. Okay, now this it gains a little bit more. Uh, the gains, excuse me, are a little bit more important than, than you guys would think. And it's compelling to Moscow to actually force them to divert forces from this area and shift them up north. Okay, now diverting from this area, and this this is where I think it's going to be very important. I, I, they're forcing themselves, let me rotate over this map, to divert men from the Hearsan region and move them along this line to hold. Okay, 
Now, this is coming from the Institute Study of War. This is the ISW. They're calling these advances tactically significant, saying that Moscow's redeployment would more than likely or most likely further weaken the Russian defensive lines inside this area, creating opportunities for any Ukrainian breakthrough to be potentially decisive, which I think is pretty crucial, especially with this video we're going to play here in a little bit with this guy. And for them to actually put that information out at ISW, ISW is not one of those places that's just going to throw out garbage information. No. No. Which is which is a big deal. So now that you guys have an understanding of what I'm talking about, now the Russian military has said that they have shot down two Ukrainian missiles that were targeting the Kerch Bridge, uh, Kerch Strait Bridge, excuse me, uh, the one outside of Crimea. I, they, they shot them both down. I I think that is actually true. But then you also had the the Ukrainians put some stuff out. I don't know. I think it was more like a, a, a mix of propaganda to try to say, okay, cool, they shot them down, but guess what? They're still structural damage. Like mm-hmm. They keep saying that. They, they really have been. It, I, I don't know. I don't I, know how true that I is. Think part, I think part of it, too, is just keeping them on their toes, like letting letting Russia know that, hey, Ukraine can We're still project yeah. in your territory. I 100% think that's what that is. Which is kind of crazy if you think about it. We're this deep into it, and they're that far away from the line still. They's they're like right on that edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's another thing. there's no photos of this happening um, or seeing these massive cracks. There's pretty much saying, which I've seen many of times, which I don't know if it's just Ukrainian propaganda coming out, that there's massive cracks inside the the columns leading up, but no one has photos of it. There's no proof of it. And then you go read through the comments of after people claiming this, they're like, yeah, well, it's the Russians. They're going to show proof of it. Well, how do you know? Who do you you know? Like, I don't know. It is what it is. But I think this just came out because they're like, okay, there's still cracks in the bridge. They've hit it once. Now, Britain, now, they're coming out and saying like their military intelligence agency. I don't know what you want to call them. MI six or nine or 12. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. doesn't really matter. They actually stated yesterday that Russian forces had faced particularly intense attrition and heavy combat on the front line. Okay. That's not really super far fetched. And I do believe, believe that is to be true. Mm -hmm. And there is a video. I, I, I don't know if I've actually shared this yet or if I've even shared this with you about this I, I haven't actually i think we actually should share this um my you know what screw it we're gonna share the entire thing with you guys it's a couple minutes long it's already translated have you seen this no okay so we're gonna watch this Mm-mm. there's nothing crazy like bloody that's happening so if you guys are listening to podcasts like just through your ears uh, just skip ahead a minute or so and you guys will because it's going to be in ukrainian but if you guys are on youtube watching this you guys can see prisoner not really a prisoner but a guy that was found and it's it's kind of interesting so let's go ahead and listen to this Couple months. So what I so what I actually think is interesting about this is this guy as you can see is reading if you guys are seeing on YouTube, he has I, I think he was a conscript and then there's another gentleman that gets caught up. They were left out there from their men, is all I know. Yeah. Say where they're from. You could tell his foot's. I think his feet are wounded for sure. His feet are jacked up. He's not happy. So he got wounded in the middle of the night. So. So this was crazy. This is this. Блять, вы сука пришли сюда тут блять свой мир нахуй наводить. У нас людей забирают через блять 15 минут после ранения нахуй. У вас блять ночь сука пролежала. Так блять ценят у вас сука людей государство и вы блять за него сражаетесь блять. So who you're fighting for? They yeah. just left you out yeah, here. Yeah. That's pretty much all it was. Um, it's not. It's not really. He's not being too too, too untrue here. Excuse me, I just spit. He's not being too untrue here. To be honest, there's another guy that's back over here. So basically, these guys were left 
I mean, look at look at look at the trees. Like just absolutely throttled. This guy's 50. This is one of the reasons why I want to show you. This guy's 50 years old. He's got a couple kids. There's another guy you're gonna see in a second that they're gonna talk to. It doesn't. His story is kind of crazy as how he got to the front line. What you're gonna see this guy right here. Watch this. This is nuts. God, he just looks like he's hating his life. He, oh he, he hates everything he's about this going on. He's more poorly equipped than the Afghans. No, he, he is yeah. significantly. So this guy was from a town in the Moscow region, but he's going to state how many kids he has. Four. Still Twelve and two months. Okay. Now there was, yeah, see, you apparently you're not supposed to get mobilized with this. Now they're trying to figure out exactly if it's being true or not. But this is the crazy part. You ready for this? He's 33, never served. He's had no military documents. He works at a construction shop, apparently. Okay. They rounded him up immediately. But watch the, con listen to his training experience. Took him to Rostov. And for some kind of exercise, they said the training will take three months. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it was like five days. <laughs> Surprise. We'll watch. They only let us fire blanks and a few magazines of real ammo. That's it. Oh, wow. And it ends. But that, that, that's what I wanted to share. So they found this dude, this, these two dudes just hanging out after pushing through in an area. And one was left for dead, which I don't know how, how much that was. And this also doesn't state exactly where it was at. But the guys, one guy's, I mean, 50 years old. Would you want to be fighting next to a dude that's 50 years old? There's no. Absolutely no absolutely chance. Not. It doesn't make any sense. Absolutely not. Did I, did I show you the video of the Ukrainians that got captured? Because uh, there's something really, yeah, like, I, I want to totally off script from what we had planned. But I want to show this video to you in okay. comparison to that one. Is it kind of the same deal? No. Really? No. At, no. So what's the difference in it then? Here I'll show you. It's it's propaganda. I'm gonna throw it out there right now. It'd be like before I even pull this video up okay. and show it to you, I'm just letting you guys is know. It's it propaganda. Russian propaganda or is it yeah, 100. It's Russian okay. propaganda about the Ukrainians. But there's something that's really interesting. And when we talk about like the treatment of prisoners mm -hmm. that they end up getting, and I was like, while you were gone, I did a video and I said, well, maybe the Russians are trying to take like a kinder face in some of the way that they're treating them because they put out propaganda videos and and. In a, in a way that showed that they were being nice to the Ukrainians that they captured. Then I came across this one and I don't remember how old it is. It's just a couple weeks old, but uh, it's going to start off with a bunch of captured Ukrainians sitting on a truck and they're going to let them off the truck and then they're going to interview them. But I want, I want you to look at how these guys are being positioned in this video mm -hmm. and then the responses that they give and then explain why I think that they're actually acting that way. Look at this guy's face. Командир роты, имя, фамилию не знаю, позывной у него большой. Нахуй, платье то мало. You see how like heavy those dudes are breathing? So yeah. they're all talking, they're all talking crap about their commanders. Командир, 
I mean, this this was released. You're telling me? Yeah. So you notice how they're all bagged? See how yeah. he's got his head down, yeah. even though like they're covered. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that in just a sec. And how they have them all lined up like that, hands bound. I don't. This is this is not even. That guy's been that guy's been jacked up. This is not Like it is very apparent to me. Like what they what they attempt to make that look like, what they attempt to make it look like is they just, you know, captured him and threw him in the back of a truck and then ripped him off the truck to interview him and they all started cussing him out. No, that's not gonna that's, happen. That's not what no, happened. They were guys, those guys are for one, like you said, head breathing healthy. Yeah. No, they, they, yeah. I think they were in a camp and got the shit beat out of them. Right? And they grabbed everybody after they beat the hell out of them, told them that they were gonna kill him if they didn't and this is all Matt speculation, right? If they if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, because when they when they asked him if they wanted to say hello, they started off with telling the commanders like to yeah, go yeah. f themselves. Yeah, yeah, which is really strange. Yeah, like all of that. But it's clearly it's propaganda. It's okay. I think they lined them up like that for his further intimidation. The way that their heads are down, and everything. Those dudes are in a spot where they'd get shot in the back of the head. Yeah, right. Like execution style is like how they all lined them up. So they've been mentally manipulating these dudes. I would believe my opinion is they've been mentally manipulating these dudes to get them to do that type of shit and that i think is more uh, how do you want it, prominent on the russian side of the house than that yeah if that no, makes I sense agree, i would agree with that yeah. i just it was just kind of strange to me is even me seeing this like I, I couldn't like how could a russian believe or anybody on that side even believe that would be true like that's the way they think after being captured like i this is not true no it's, it's just very strange very weird very well. I will say, so I'm going to go back to what I was talking about earlier, that the, the southern portion of the country. Now, military analysts, which I'm not entirely sure who is considered to be a military analyst, they are cautioning that the Ukrainian forces still have a long, slow, bloody uh, fight ahead of them, which we all know, because Russian troops are positioned currently behind many lines, like many lines of well-designed, they are well-designed, and fortified defensive positions all along the southern portion of the country. I do believe this to be true. Now, I don't know if they lose that Hearsan region, that southern, southern, southwestern portion, I guess you'd say, of the country. If they were to lose that chunk, I don't think it really puts, jeopardizes as much if they were to lose the region from region coming down south because they could do that. And then they're going to take uh, Verdiantz and everything else going down and being able to actually take a port city. So I think them, I don't want to put this, if they, they lose Zaporizhia coming down, I think it'd be more detrimental if they were not to lose Hearsan. So I think they'd be willing to lose this chunk 
more rather than this one in the middle. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. I think oh, I think that's that's why we're seeing them shift that men, like I showed you guys earlier, back up to these lines like this because they kind of have to. They cannot lose these areas now. Those lines, which we have shown you guys, the actual trench line systems that lead through there, very layered, like ext extremely layered. Now. I do believe we're going to have some issues on the Ukrainian side when it comes to supplies for ammunition, uh, materials like troop, troop morale is going to be another thing. I think munitions are just supplies in general and troop morale over the next couple of months is probably going to determine the, the outcome of this southern portion of the country because you, you, you know that when you're assaulting a defensive position, you're going to sustain heavy casualties. What's that going to do to troop morale? You lose your buddy you've known for the last four months. He's killed. Four days later, your other buddy's killed. Like that, 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 that weighs on the mind of guys that are trying to push through an area. Like, mm -hmm. it's my, it's my, my next. So, but even if Ukraine's forces manage to break through Russians' first line, like I told you guys, Moscow has had so long, like months and months and months to prepare the most. I'm going to throw it out there: the most formidable, fortified defensive positions that we've ever seen since World War II. And I would actually go on a limb. There's possibility that they're actually more fortified than anyone actually saw inside of World War II inside of certain areas. I know people are going to say D-Day and stuff like that. That was insane. But I think that um, I think D-Day is a, a, always a bad bad thing to oh, say. Yeah, I don't think it's a good example to use because by any means. I, I look at D-Day and I think of I think they the, the men that put it together outsmarted mm -hmm. The Germans, for the fact that they used Mother Nature to their advantage, mm -hmm. they had to with tides and, and and weather and so on and so forth. Even though at the same time, I go and look at that, I always think about this. They the Germans flooded every. I don't know if you guys know this. They flooded every single farm field they could in the northern portion of that country because they knew that the paratroopers coming in would literally land and potentially drown, which a lot of them did. But anyway, they got to deal with like trenches, tank traps, minefields, machine gun nests. Everything you could possibly imagine, that's what the Ukrainians are going to have to deal with. Oh, <sighs> Lord. We should show them the video of the, uh, the commander. Oh. The capture guy, man. You know what? We will. You know that Ukraine has actually devoted a very large number, when I mean large number, like thousands of soldiers, including like their most experience in um, like their, the, what they're calling the battle-hardened Marines. Did you guys know this? On the, that southern portion inside there, what they call the Mokri, I'm going to jack the name up, Mokri Yali River Valley. So that makes you guys feel any, feel any better. So banish the end of summer blues with HelloFresh. No need to stress about how you'll handle this fall because HelloFresh takes care of the meal planning and delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to your home. So whipping up homemade meals is so easy. It's, it's like, I'm telling you guys, if I can do it, you can do it. The key to digital time success, variety. And they've got you guys covered as well. Your taste buds are going to be on your toes. They have 40 chef-crafted recipes to select from every single week. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome, you'll always find a new and exciting recipes to try and you'll love. I promise you guys. So this fall, check them out. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. Everybody loves HelloFresh. Give them a shot. My wife loves them because it makes our life easy. My I'm wife you guys, loves them. <laughs> your, your wife loves them? Yeah. I'm telling you guys, oh, especially you got how many kids now to feed? Uh, depending <laughs> on the depending on the time of year, six, man. Six. Look at that. He's got yeah. six. Like, that's crazy. This guy literally has the Brady Bunch. He uses HelloFresh. It is like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, no, we love HelloFresh. It's actually, it's, it's amazing. So parents have enough to do with back to school shopping, so make your guys' life a lot easier. And by the way, it's 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping. You got to check them out. I'm telling you guys. It'll be linked at the very top of the description. 
So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 speak the truth and use code 50 speak the truth for 50% off plus free shipping. So like I said, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash 50 speak the truth and use code 50 speak the truth for 50% off plus free shipping. I'm telling you guys, they're America's number one meal kit. Go check them out. They'll be linked to the very top description. You have to do it. 50 speak the truth, 50% off. It's amazing. Free shipping. Check them out. All right, so we're going to talk about this this gentleman that was captured. But first, I actually want to share with you guys. So Belarus, actually, not Belarus. My apologies. Poland is holding. I, I, I'm going to say that they're. It's kind of a strange thing though, because they're holding these massive. Which we're going to overlay some video for you guys. These massive. I want to call them. Um, uh, what are they? When you when you. Uh, God bless. What is it called when you convoy? No, no, no. It's not. A, it is a convoy. Yes, but it's it's a parade. Uh-huh. They're holding what looks to be a massive parade, but it's very strange to me because it's going down the center of Warsaw, and it's like if I was here in Dallas, if you guys have ever seen Dallas, you have I-35, or if you're on the West Coast, you know I-5. Or I, what is it, the one on the East Coast, the one that goes up and down? I forget. We used oh. to know over there in Georgia. What's that yeah, major God. one? What is that one? I-25? I, it no, I-25 is Colorado. I-20? No. I-35 is here. I, I don't know what it uh, is. Yeah, God, I, I, sound, I forget. It's not I-5. I, whatever it is. It doesn't really like matter. So the one that goes up and down the East Coast, imagine just seeing... Bradley, the equivalent of Bradley's. So you got BMPs, you got tanks, you have, I, w- I mean, I don't want everyone to say like um, LMTVs because they're just dumb and stupid. It no. doesn't really matter. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff rolling down the middle of a freeway. This is pretty much what's happening inside Warsaw, as you guys can see. And it is kind of crazy because for one, it's happening at night, which I don't, if you're going to do something like, why would you do it at night? No. And two, why would you even roll it through the center of a city in the first place? I could not imagine this rolling through Dallas well, or anywhere, really. I mean, it makes perfect sense why they would do it in the middle of the night, just from a civilian population standpoint, because okay. nobody's that, on the dang road. Yeah, Same reason sense. why they do construction. I mean, when you look at the amount of freaking okay. vehicles that are like... So you're telling me this possibly could not have been a parade. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's a parade. I think it's straight up them moving equipment to where it needs to go. Okay, so why didn't it go on freight? Or excuse me, freight, but rail. Uh, why? I mean, Poland's not that big. I mean, they could just drive it. Yeah, it's true. It's not like when we ship something from Georgia yeah. to California, it goes rail, but yeah, that's I true. Did, it, I don't know. I guess, I guess you might be right. When they would be worried about chewing up the road a little bit with the tracks. No, because they, they have like rubber pads and shit like that on the bottom yeah, of a lot of those tracks. And so like, yeah. man, I don't know. I guess it's just kind of hard for me to believe not being in a wartime that a city or a country would roll that kind of armament I think the re- is the right word there. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a correct word, right? Yeah, <laughs> through the middle of a city. Yeah, I would think the reason that there's so many people that are out there like observing it, and like I could be wrong, I haven't looked into it, but I mean they got to announce the highways and stuff like that are going to be shut down, and the amount of equipment that they're going to end up like I'm not, moving. I'm not gonna lie, I mean if if, if our military was like, yo, we're going to do a massive movement through the center of Dallas, I'd be like, I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to go check I it out. But I think I think actually. that's what you're actually looking at. See that? Yeah, I guess that could be true, but the, I do know that they moved. 10,000, because this is going to sound kind of crazy, 10,000 troops to the border of Belarus. The Polish military did. Now, yesterday they just announced that there's, uh, I think it was 4,000, 4,000 man army or person army, whatever you guys want to say, was now indoctrinated. I don't know what the the word was, but they're basically utilizing them, and that's 100%. That's what their whole job is. They're adding an additional 4,000 troops along the entire border, and they're there 100 of the time so that right there in itself is that's fourteen thousand people added to the border in the last three days four days last four days fourteen thousand polish troops it's pretty significant and then today or last night i guess you'd say they were rolling stuff through 
the center. I don't know if this is all like a show of force to show that they're not messing around. I don't really know why they'd be worried about Wagner. No one even knows where Prigozhin's at. Where's Prigozhin? Where's he at? No one's even seen him. This guy was like the, this guy was literally a, a walking meme for us for months and months and months. And the guy just goes and disappears. This absolutely just vanishes. Oh God! What? This is why. This is why I'm supposed to research before I speak. Poland's Armed Forces Day, August fifteenth. Rehearsals. That's what they're doing. They promised it to be the largest parade. That's rehearsals. So it was. Oh God! Here we go, folks. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's actually funny. That actually, see, you actually looked it up instantly. I actually, I handed it to. You. I said, "Here, take this." I don't. I, I can't. I don't have time I, for check that. Check moving all this equipment. <laughs> yeah, no. Polish Armed Forces Day, ladies and gentlemen. I legitimately said, "Hey, move on." I actually said, "Of like, uh, instead of two videos, I don't know anything about this." I'm looking. Yeah, at, at least stuff. I don't have to issue a retraction tomorrow. Let's <laughs> crush myself on that one. My bad. Okay, everybody. so here in two days, if you guys. <laughs> This is so funny. This happened just live. If you guys, in two days, if you guys see a bunch of stuff coming out, it's going to be the large. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's a parade. But I will say they were taking up both lanes of the highway. Hell yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah. Oh, that possibly could have been the funniest thing that's happened. I caught, I was uh, watching the video as we were talking about it. I saw a guy saluting from his tank. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nope, that's a parade. Looked it up. Yeah, uh, those, those are those got to be rehearsals, and I they're doing so them in good. the middle of the night. Yeah, it makes I sense. I feel so good about this, though. Yeah, man. You guys see like, a lot of this stuff. It's not like staged or prepped or planned. You just saw that happen live. I'm so glad that happened. Sorry about that, everybody. All right, moving <laughs> on. All right, so I know for a fact the guy that was captured down on the southern portion of the country, down outside of Hearsong, which I told you guys, I, I, I kind of want to take back what I said about the Ukrainian military. Way to go. You guys did something big there, which me and him clearly had no idea what was going on. We just thought it was another, uh, what we what I call it? A probe. A, a probing attack. I thought maybe they're probing. But no, they actually hold an area currently right now, which no one really has a definitive line. They do have a, a I, can, I can verify this. They have a bridgehead for sure. Move, whoa. <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. They have a bridgehead for sure popping across. I think they went up and snagged this major... Tomov, I think that's the way you say his name. He is the commanding battalion or commander of the battalion 18. Their numbers are so weird. 1822nd Russian forces. Apparently it's a reconnaissance unit. That's all I really know about that. But he was captured during this operation conducted by Ukrainian special forces that was on a settlement settlement on the left side of the, the river. So when you guys look at it the way that they say it, we look at a map and it looks left is on this side, but it goes as the river flows. Left side is going to be on the Russian bank. Just want to make sure you guys know about that. And no one knew where his whereabouts was. And then all of a sudden, four days later, psh, this video pops up. Okay, so we're looking at two different maps right here that I just pulled up. And right now we're going to be focusing in and around Robotnia because they ended up having some pretty big gains over the last like week to two weeks over outside of there. And there's something that's very interesting going on in between the ISW map and the deep state map over around Robotnia. So we'll take a look right here. This is ISW's map. And you can see this solid red line that they have going across the screen that kind of goes just south of Robotnia and it goes up and off to the side. 
That is what is known to be the Russian front line in and around that city. But the interesting part when we go out, we have this dashed red line going all the way around. That dashed red line is thought to be Russian advancements and where they're at. Inside of the yellow right here, this is Russian-controlled territory or claimed to be Russian-controlled territory. So what it would appear to be is that the Russians have pushed back just ever so slightly, and the Ukrainians have dug in just slightly into the city of Robotnia. Now, if we were to take that and we switch over and we go over to the Deep State map and we take a look at it, as you can see here on Deep State, this is as of today, August 13th, when we're filming this, you can see the city of Robotnia right down here, and it pretty much borders and mimics. Now, we're going to switch gears, and we're going to go over to Stary Mororsk, and we're going to take a look. Now, Robotnia is very how do you want to call it, strategically advantageous, if you will, because it leads straight down into yeah. Tokmok, right? And so the reason they're looking there. Now, let's go over to uh, Stary Mayorsk. Let's open this up a little bit. I'm glad that you could actually say a lot of these names. Uh, I'm still speak. probably butchering them here and there. Yeah, you know but you, <laughs> it's just not like me. Yeah. It's like, I would have said Robotine. <laughs> Robotine. It looks, Robotine. That's, what it, that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's Stary Mayorsk. Uh, right here where we're looking, this is a place where we had that video come out a couple of weeks ago that, or was it, maybe it was last week, where the Ukrainians took the video holding up the flag and they're like, we liberated Story yeah, Morsk, yeah. and everybody's yeah. like, oh, I don't know, not yet. These guys still have a long row ahead of them. Um, so let's back it up a couple days. So if we go back, they've been making pretty steady progress over the last four or five days. So here we are on August 8th, August 9th. No change. August 10th, we're going to watch it start to open up around Story Morsk. There we go. August 11th, 12th, and 13th. Look at that big push they took yesterday and today, right? So there's the 12th, there's the 13th. So that all this is newly gained terrain and territory when we go down there. Let's see what ISW says about that area. Let's back on out ISW's map and go over and take a look at Story Morsk. And again, I kind of like the ISW map because it does show quite a bit um, as far as. It shows a lot of lines. Well, it Actually. shows a lot of defensive positions. Every single mm -hmm. one of these is all yeah. uh, Russian defensive positions, which is which is rather fun and interesting. Very no, it's, I mean it's 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 more than interesting. It's like really, it's a lot of work. I is what got, it is. I, I done got myself lost. Why? You can't see where you're at. You got this. I got faith in you. Oh uh, no, I have 100 percent faith in me. It's just. You ever just have right those there. moments? Well, that's talk mocks of Storm Morsk yeah, right, right there. here. Yeah, there you Had go. To back I got out, faith in reacquire you, myself there and get back go. on it. Oh, shit, folks. He's got right, it. So here's Storm Morsk right here, and that's the line. Now, this is what's kind of cool about this one. When we were zoomed in on the other one, you couldn't really see that much. Now, this is up to date today as of August 13th, but all of this blue area right here is what Ukraine has cleared and has worked their way down. Now, obviously, their goal all right, is going to be pushing past there and moving all the way down to Meltipol. But when we look, or I'm sorry, Maripol. But when we look at the amount of terrain that they have to cover and what sits in between them, you can understand, here's Mariupol, all right? This is what they're going to want to cut off. They're going to come down here and cut this off. This is that land bridge going through. If it, In order for them to cut through that, they have all this that they're going to have to deal with, and that's going to take quite a bit. I think it's going to take quite a bit. I also think, though, the men that are in those secondary positions are not nearly going to be as proficient as the ones on the front line, for sure. Oh, for sure. For 100% not going to be. And a lot of those lines are going to be men that are – I would call them REMFs. Do you guys know what REMFs is? No, probably not. R-E-M-P or R-E-M-Fs. Do you know what that is? Rear echelon mofos. There you go. So I think that's pretty much what we got going on there. Although I could be incorrect. No, I mean, I no, I mean, there's... It's still going to be a line, but I don't think they're going to be hard knock or hard, hard up with the fight as, as the guys on the front line are. 
Yeah. I don't think so. But that's also one of the other things. So that's a, that's another area where you're looking at. When I was talking about, you got Zaporizhia, and then you had the area you're talking about. It's going to be over here on this side. Mm-hmm. So they're having to shift men to protect this entire line because if the, somehow the Ukrainians are able to cut off either one of these, the men on either side are screwed. Well, that's what I was saying. Absolutely just screwed. Double it up. Like one is none, two is one. And so they've got two lines of advancement that they're looking at pushing straight down and through. And somebody's Which, something's going to have to give. They're having a lot more success in that area than they have all the, the around the others uh, in the Zaporizhia side. Now, here's what's wild. So here's Bakhmut. We've been tracking Bakhmut for like quite some yeah. time and paying attention to everything that's going on over there in that city. And up into the north of Bakhmut, um, they've had some pretty serious territorial gains. And what we can see, if you look right through it, and we're, we're only talking a couple clicks away, a couple kilometers away from this main supply route that's going right, runs right down through the center of Bakhmut. That's in the north. They're only a couple clicks away. Well, down in the south, they did the same dang thing. And they ended up taking over, um, what the hell is the name of this Kramatorsk? town? Kramatorsk? Yep. So they end up taking it over and... Klashivka, excuse me, oh, Klashivka. So they've Where's already, they pushed through about halfway through Klashivka. Russians are kind of like an intermediate control over it, or so this map would say, and a lot of the other articles is back and forth. But again, on the south side, they're close. I mean, they are very, very close to busting through that line and damn near enveloping the entire town of Bakhmut, the entire city. Well, they, I do know they're that they're the, about to cut it off from the south, and they're about to cut it off from the north. I believe the northern's a, a almost, almost a thing. I think that's happening because I know that the Russians have started dumping artillery on the northern side of that city in mm-hmm. the last, literally in the last like, couple hours, like absolutely dumping, you know, like dumping Dublin. So yeah. the only reason why they would do that is because the Ukrainians be pushing through and their men are trying to either retreat and or pick up a different position or they took a line or. So remember how I said they've got like all those hundreds of thousands of troops or whatever, mm-hmm. like up north, and they're going to resupply. If that's one of their main resupply routes to get in that city, which I would think they'd be coming from the east and traveling west along this MSR to get up in there. But either yeah, way, what do we know? That's, that's a huge route to cut them off. You yeah. know what I mean? All right, so now we're going to go up north just a little bit. We're going to stick to the ISW map because it actually shows a lot uh, better, I think, terrain layout, like more accurate and more believable than the deep state map. Nothing against them. It's just a little bit off. So last week we saw... Here's Kupiansk uh, right here, or the Kupiansk region, all right? Like right here, here's Kupiansk itself. So last week is where we saw them push down and take this little nugget. And I said, I'm pretty sure they're going to end up pushing down and moving into Petrovka, like just down yeah, to the yeah. south and end up taking over. Like they very well could march on it a day. Well, they ended up not being able to march on it a day. They've got this creek bed that ends up laying in between the two. But what's interesting is that Russia is doing the same thing. They're starting to envelop it. So if we were to go back and, and time lapse on this thing, what you'd end up seeing is this chunk of terrain right here being added in just a little bit more. So they came in advance, took this area, and then they went and they pushed over here. So at the same time, Ukraine's doing really good advances down south in Bakhmut. They do have a city that is very much still like looking at being under siege sometime in the near future. So the Ukrainian lines have apparently held up really well in there. Have you read anything different? No, they've held up extremely well. I on have. the northern part, which would make sense why they shifted to the east. That northern part is what I've, I've they've held up really well. Mm-hmm. Now I have seen I have seen some reporting, and I'm going to chalk it up to propaganda because I only saw it in a couple small places, and none of it was confirmed. I did see some small reporting of Ukrainian forces retreating from there, but I do not believe that's the case. I don't think so. It's just no, ab- I, it's I seen that. it's BS. If you yeah. read that, I think I believe it to be BS. I don't think they're retreating. I think they're holding their lines pretty good. They did uh, evacuate and push everybody out of that area. So I think in the next coming days, as we look at 
what's going to be happening in Ukraine. I think we're going to see a lot of terrain being gained because we have that battalion commander, which I kind of want to put a tinfoil hat on for a minute and, and actually talk about why that Russian battalion commander is giving up so much information so quickly after just getting off that raid. Right. Because that's that's a little bit suspect to me that they they had the intel on the guy and that he just went over and then crossed the line. And then less than two weeks later is out just dumping freaking intel on maps for these guys to end up going out and start hitting targets. I think the guy defected. I think he defected. I think he got a hold of them. I think he defected. They went in, picked him up to make it look like he was getting captured. And then they brought him back over and started just hammering him for intel. Well, this is this is the, you're talking about the guy on the down in there in, in Hirson. Yeah, in the south, oh, okay, yeah. over by Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. Yep. And so, if we if we take this map and we go look at the Kyrgyzstan region and what's going down here, so this has been claimed Russian control area all the way over here. So yeah. here's Kyrgyzstan, um, but you have all this yellow, which is claimed Russian control, and then that assault was launched what like right here in this village mm, is where they ended up. Yep. Somewhere yep, around there. Yep. It, it was. I'm, almost positive it ended up happening right here yeah, where they came right across there. and pushed yeah. through. But yeah, they went right back across and they start skipping up Intel. And now we start seeing some more like terrain gains coming from the Ukrainians. But I think if they're going to use anything for that Intel, if you got captured out of that area, who's likely operating that area. And that's where a lot of his reconnaissance and stuff, because battalion commander, everybody wants to look and say, Oh, he was a battalion commander. He probably knows a shit ton of information, but I guarantee you his general focus is going to be in this tiny little area over here. Right, and so if we start seeing big significant pushes, we know he's dumping good intel. If yeah. what I'm thinking is true, though, now just because they're gathering intel, they still have to confirm all the intel that he's sending. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're not just going to take true. this guy's word for it. So they're going to have to have like drones go out. They're going to have reconnaissance patrols go out. They're going to have to go figure out all this information, confirm it before they start committing troops to the fight. So it might be another week. It might be two weeks until we start seeing actual things from that. But Ukraine, I think made a huge mistake leaking that this freaking this battalion commander was giving up all that intel because if we have it and we're broadcasting on it you know who else is broadcasting on it and making adjustments the They're russians probably, yeah i guess i would agree with that statement they, they did it just to make themselves i mean make sense unless it's completely fake but no that's true i guess i probably would have just been quiet yeah crushed them and then be like yo this is why we're able to do it because you're defected yep it's pro or unless god we don't know we could be wrong Yep. So I, I look at that as kind yeah. of like, uh, but either way, it is a win. I mean, if they got this guy to come over and defect, or if they snatched him up and he actually starts defecting and starts telling him stuff, that's a good. Yeah, that's a win. I, I think the Ukrainians are like Ukrainians are making some decent gains right now with everything that's going on. Ukrainians are making some decent gains. I do think that Russia is trying to get them to divert forces, but I don't think Ukraine's going to do it. I think in around Robotnik and Staromorsk is where their their main focus is going to be, along with Bakhmut and getting that shut down. Yeah. If they can envelop and take, if they can just envelop and hold that city, they can starve them out. They they don't even need to go in. They can just hold it down until they surrender. It won't take long. There, there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like once they envelop that place, I don't think it's going to take long for those Russians to just throw in the towel. You don't think so? No. Hmm. No. Once they're fully surrounded inside well, the problem Bakhmut, that I can see is if they don't push down from the north, then they're not going to have the ability to have big armor moving through. I don't think they're going to be able to get armor across that bridge, that bridgehead area without getting crushed. Yeah. I could be wrong though. I've been wrong many of times. Hell, I was wrong last week. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I thought that town would have been enveloped by now up in the north outside That's of uh, Kupiansk. You said, you said next time we talk that thing's going to be completely taken over, which was definitely not the case. Which it didn't happen, but they are getting damn close. Yeah. They're I'd, getting damn yeah, close you're now. Right. So right. I think it's just a matter of time unless Ukraine starts committing more forces. And I think they're, I don't think they can though. I don't think, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they can either. 
I don't think they can at all. And looking at the terrain and the layout of the terrain, it's going to take them a minute to get around it, but they will if Ukraine doesn't get its act together. They will. I keep seeing these these videos of um, these kind of videos come through of all these. Ukrainian I saw that the party in uh, yeah, but Kiev. I, see, I keep no. This is this one's down in Odessa. I know which one you're talking about in Kiev, the beach club in Kiev. But this is like I keep seeing these over and over and over and over again. Literally over. Like I've seen like since me and you've been sitting here at least five different ones, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are like right here. This one's the same thing. Why are we sending an additional twenty five billion to them? And then there's this video right here. So I think it's hard for Americans to comprehend that when, like, regardless that that war is going on on the opposite side of the country. Now, Odessa is not. Odessa has just been attacked recently. But even in Lviv, I was in Lviv this time last year. Yeah. Everybody's out on the street. Everybody's going about their normal life. Like, people have to live their lives. The rest of the country still has to function. You know, over over a course of a year and a half, yeah, they're going to have a party every now and then. I really don't. What's the problem? I don't care. It don't matter to me. What's the it's problem? It's kind of like a goofy video with the people inside of McDonald's. You're like, yeah, it's a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> In a massive city. Whoa, cool. I, I, I grilled <laughs> steaks at Saddam's pool, but we were still at war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool, dude. Who gives okay. a shit? Like, why are you guys, like, why are you beating them up so bad about that? Leave them alone. You know, they got they got to live their lives. They got to do the thing. So. I, well, I, I don't think that I don't think people having a pool party is a reason to pull support from Ukraine. That's ridiculous. You know, like I'll, I'll listen to a lot of other arguments before I listen to a pool party argument. That's just stupid. Well, is that, is that what you got down there from the South? I'm sorry. Is that what we got from the South? Is that it? Yeah. From Africa. Yeah. Okay. That's the current updates on all the different battlefronts that we well, remember. So what makes you guys feel any better. We'll be back here probably the next couple of days with like four videos this week, four or five videos this week. So, I do appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you guys. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow, actually. Do you love yeah. you guys well? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>